Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. person sent me an email, signed the letter R, just R. And uh, it's interesting, out of Georgia, Atlanta News First published the story. Judge removed from bench after Georgia's Supreme Court ruling. The judge has been removed from the bench. Telget Elmanov, the Associated Press, and Andy Pirati also contributed to the story. And I've mentioned before, and this is true, by the way, of any profession. You can name any profession out there, there'll be bad apples, Right. So I'm not saying all judges are bad, but when they find a bad judge, they got to get them off the bench. And by get them, I meant them, get them off the bench, because it could be a female judge, could be a male judge. In this case, it is a male judge. However, this story is bizarre as to how much wrongdoing is alleged in the story. So again, judge removed from bench after Georgia Supreme Court ruling that came down Wednesday about a court of appeals judge that they are going to remove from the bench. And so I've mentioned before, most states have a Supreme Court or a top court that oversees the judicial system in that state. I know New York's got some funny names as to what they call their various courts, but in Michigan is a Supreme Court, courts of appeal, circuit courts, and district courts. And all of those are overseen by the Michigan Supreme Court, which has the final say on these things. And so the Georgia Supreme Court presumably has those same powers over all the judges in the state court system. The federal courts would be different, but we're talking state courts. This announcement comes after Atlanta News First Investigates uncovered a long list of ethical conduct violations that they say were committed by this one particular judge. The judge was appointed by the former governor in 2018 But he's accused of violating ethics rules on how a lawyer should treat a client and of looting his campaign account to pay for a family vacation to Hawaii and also loans to keep his struggling law firm afloat. There were 36 36 formal charges filed against the judge by the Judicial Qualifications Commission, and that was done back in 2020. And yes, these things take time, and it's unfortunate. Since then, the judge has been suspended with pay, and he's making $179,000 a year. I've mentioned that before, that being a judge is actually a pretty cool gig. It pays well, and also they get very, very good benefits. And imagine a job where you get to put on a black robe. Now, that by itself is not enough. (laughs) Steve, I'm going to pay you $180,000 a year to put on a black robe once every weekday. Eh... It needs a little more than that to make it fun for me. You put on a black robe and you walk into your workspace and somebody who is armed goes, all rise, and everyone's got to stand up because you just walked into the room. And then you sit down and you can tell people, be seated, and they all sit down. And that's just the beginning of your workday. While you're on the bench, you get to make rulings. You get, you get to actually make rulings. You have the power to free people from jail. You've got the power to, pe- to lock people up. You've got the power to issue judgments against people for millions of dollars. You've got the power to throw judgments out. Now, that's a cool gig. You get paid $179,000 to do that, plus benefits. And oh, by the way, you can show up late for work because no one really has the ability to tell you not to. I mean... If you really abuse it, you might get in trouble, but for the most part. So this guy is a court of appeals judge, an appellate judge. A little different than the trial court judges, but still not a bad job. 
Now, the ruling in this case was 50 pages long, and the commission said that um, originally they weren't sure, but after doing the investigation, they're pretty sure. They say his actions paint a picture of a judge who will bend the rules and abuse his power to benefit himself financially. He was accused of accepting a loan of $130,000 from a client on favorable terms and writing a will and trust that made him and his heirs the client's beneficiaries. Now, this is one where it happens so often you go, okay, wait, did they stop teaching this in law school? You come into my office and say, Steve, I want you to draft my will for me. I go, I don't normally do that, but for you, I will because you're a friend. So I draft the will, and, and let's suppose you say, Steve, I like you so much, I want to leave stuff to you. I want to leave stuff to you. Well, guess what's going to happen when you pass away? Your relatives are going to go, wait, he left a bunch of stuff to Steve while Steve was drafting his will. Um, how do we know that Steve didn't just write that in there or something? And so to get away from that conflict of interest, what you want to do is if you say, Steve, I want you to put yourself in my will. I really ought to say, you know something, I can't do your will then because it's going to look like there's a conflict of interest. So I really need you to go down the hall to somebody else and have them do your will and include me in it. Don't include them, include me. <laughs> see, You see the problem, right? So the guy that he borrowed the money from apparently filed a lawsuit. And so he paid the money back. But the question is, was that loan really an actual loan or was it a favor of some sort? Now, the man's a former state legislator. He's accused of using campaign funds to pay for airfare and other items for a fall 2018 trip to Hawaii. And I'm guessing the campaign funds were for his job as a legislator because he was appointed to the court. And I don't know if Court of Appeals judges in Georgia are elected. In Michigan, they are. But the elections only happen like every, every six years, maybe. I could be wrong about the Court of Appeals. But although the judge attempted to identify a legislative purpose for the trip, ultimately, the trip was entirely leisure, the state Supreme Court said. Court found some evidence from many of his contradictory explanations, but said enough of the panel's findings were supported by sufficient evidence. In January, a three-member panel of the State Judicial Qualifications Commission recommended that he be removed from the bench. We've all heard of judges who were reprimanded, where they actually just said, don't do that again, but they let him stay judge. I've also seen them suspended. They'll say, you are no longer a judge for six months. At the end of six months, you can come back. So this person here, off the bench. They found that the judge exploited a vulnerable person, has repeatedly violated campaign finance rules, and flouted professional norms. Flouted professional norms and has done so knowingly and for his own personal financial benefit. And by the way, the decision was unanimous by the Supreme Court. By demonstrating a pattern of refusing to comply with the law and professional norms when noncompliance was in his interest, he has undermined the public's trust in his ability to follow and apply the law honestly and fairly in cases that come before him, the high court said. In a statement, the man said that he was disappointed, but that his own errors in judgment led to the decision to remove him from the bench. He said, I will use this setback as an opportunity to re-examine my flaws and do better. I remain committed to my core values of dedication to God and my family and engagement in service to others. He also asked the court, um, he can ask the court to reconsider the ruling, but the decision to remove him is otherwise final. 
The attorney said his client is a good man. That's a quote, good man. He also said, I've gotten to know him over the last three years and his family, and I've witnessed his strength and character myself. Um, I'm not sure anybody cares about how strong he is. We're, we're more concerned about those bad things he does. Uh, he has been in the Court of Appeals since 2018. Now, he did say that he will use the setback as an opportunity to reexamine my flaws and do better, and do better. And I'm reminded of the movie Ed Wood, <laughs> where Ed Wood made a really bad film and sent it into a studio. And then Ed Wood called and said, what would you think of the movie? And the guy goes, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. And Ed Wood said, yeah, but my next movie will be better. <laughs> so these things are all relative. But the guy's getting removed from the bench because of 36 formal charges that were uh, described in a 50-page opinion and a unanimous Supreme Court. And that is very unusual. And it looks like most of this stuff, if not all of it, was done before he became a judge. But that's the thing, is that judges need to have an impeccable reputation. Because the second judges don't, then you start wondering about their decisions. And so you want to go in front of a judge so that if the judge rules against you, you don't go, oh, that judge is corrupt. You go, okay, the judge made a ruling, and I just happen to be on the wrong end of it. And I can tell you right now that I've been in front of judges that have made rulings adverse to my clients. And I walked out of there going, okay, that's a judge's ruling. And I've also walked into courtrooms where a judge made a really bad ruling, and I thought to myself, something must be going on here <laughs> because that ruling is so wacky. So I don't know if that's my personal opinion uh, kicking in on something like that or whether I was onto something. I don't know. But I've also seen some judges removed. I did the video about who I called the worst judge in Michigan, uh, Teresa Brennan, uh, and I was in front of her a couple times. And she was, she was um, hang on a second, let me think about this now. The Michigan Rules of Ethics say that I cannot mock somebody who is a judge. She's not a judge. Okay. She was a, a, a Looney Tunes. She was a, a bat, batty case. She was, she was out of her mind. She was a kook, a kook. So I don't know what the odds are of her seeing this video. I, I highly doubt that she'll see this video. But if she does see the video, I'll say it again. You're a kook, and you shouldn't have been on the bench. So it does happen that bad people, the wrong people, get on the bench. Uh, and when they find them, they got to root them out and chase them off the bench. So at least we do it in a formal way and not with the pitchforks and torches <laughs> like they did in the old days. <laughs> so crazy story, but a judge who's an appellate court judge making $179,000 a year to do nothing but come out and listen to cases and go, mm, I agree with that, or mm, I don't agree with that. And every now and then you got to write an opinion which, by the way, is written by one of your clerks. So, judge removed from bench after Georgia Supreme Court ruling Atlanta News first published that Talget Elmanov, the Associated Press, and Andy Parati wrote it, and the letter R sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Your computer has crashed. I am the blue screen of death. No one hears your screams.